HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to Heritage Radio Networks. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, and you're listening to The Food Scene every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Today's sponsor, Cabot Cheese. For your favorite party recipes, let the great taste of Cabot Cheese make them even more special. Award-winning Cabot Cheese. 100% of our profits go to New England and New York farm families. On the web, check out cabbagecheese.com. So we're in the backyard studio, uh, old Stevedore shipping container at robertaspizza.com in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And today's show, very happy to have Calintro. Do you know what Calintro is? Well, you're gonna. Uh, Calintro was an organization put together by Stephanie Kornblum and Alina Munoz um, that is more than networking. Um, it's, it's more than bring together like-minded people, it, it's a starting point uh, for the restaurant industry. You can get anywhere from internships to technical training to, like I said before, networking to really good cocktails to engaging discussions. Um, it, it's a wonderful forum for anybody seeking some kind of position in the food and restaurant world. And I also like to thank Glenn Coben, a uh, member of their board of advisors, as well as a architect designer in his own right um thank you for being on the show everybody thank you <laughs> thanks for having us. yeah i think this is everybody's first radio appearance yes for me it is yeah so everyone's a little wary about uh, the headsets and microphones but we'll get them to chat a little bit i just want to tell a little background about everybody stephanie um you got a restaurant degree from syracuse correct that is correct yeah, and then went into pr through kb networks hall company and such yeah. so does this feel like a far departure from your initial degree in college no i always wanted to be part of the marketing side of the restaurant industry and um you know being in pr and working with 
you know, 60, opening up 65 different restaurants throughout the course of four years, I knew that this was the next place to go. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean opening up 65 restaurants in the course of four so years? So I worked with the Hall PR. Yeah. And we work with um, chefs who are looking to open up. You know, they have concepts for new restaurants or um, restaurant owners and managers looking to license their restaurants and working with them on the menu development, on how to market their brand and execute their concepts. Gotcha. That's a lot of restaurants. Yeah. That's a, it was a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, even even in that time, I see restaurants open, you know, single chef, single entity, and it's hard enough for them to even focus on that, for you to focus on, what, like 15 a year? Oh, sense? yeah, at least. On average? Yeah. Geez. And uh, uh, Alina, um, it was interesting to note that you were actually in art history uh, major in college at Haverford. Yes. Now, where does that come into play? Where does that come into play? Um, you know, my mom's an interior designer. I always had sort of an interest for design, and um, it's it's always just been sort of a part of my fabric, I guess. Yeah, and then later went on to work with Gourmet. And then I worked with Gourmet for four years. I worked on the business side of the magazine. Um, I feel privileged to have known many of the editors and um, worked with restaurants on advertising um, and then started working on advertising with liquor companies as well as some luxury goods companies. Yeah. What, what I find really interesting about your little mission statement mantra online is uh, the last four words that you say, Calentro helps develop career contacts, knowledge, and skills to its members um, that may help them advance on both professional and personal levels. Um, it's professional and personal levels because uh, we have Glenn sitting across the table from us who I'm assuming is more than just a board of advisor, but inherently a friend now too. Uh, is that a, is that a good assumption? Would you say? Uh, definitely a friend. Yeah. Um, when I heard about call intro, it, it's very interesting. I heard a little bit of buzz about it in the industry and I, I had known Stephanie from her time at the hall company and I called up and I said, I want in. Um, the interesting thing about it is that I, I wanted a, um, a vehicle to give back and to share information and share experience. And that's what Colintro for me has been about. Excellent. And you started Glenn and company in 2000 after uh, a stint at Rockwell group. Uh, that is correct. Excellent. And in Rockwell group, if you don't know, is a design and architecture firm such as, you know, Glenn and company is today. Well, it's, uh, it's very kind for you to say yeah. such as, yeah. um, but uh, I'm, I'm like the little acorn and they're the oak. Um, I think we call that boutique. Boutique is a good <laughs> word for it, yes. Excellent. And then um, when did you, when you, you know, broke off in 2000, who were some of your first clients? You, you had just been discussing uh, Jonathan Waxman outside. Uh, yes. In, in 2000, I, in April 2000, I left Rockwell Group and decided against everybody's uh, best opinion to start on my startup and open up my own firm. Yeah, that's how all great things happen. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, it was a very exciting time. I felt like I could do it, and someone introduced me to Jonathan Waxman, and I started looking him up on Google, and wow, this guy is amazing. Um, interviewed and ended up getting the project, and it really formulated a lot about uh, my philosophy going forward, and it was, it was a very simple statement that Jonathan made to me. He said, it's not a big restaurant, I don't want somebody to come in with a big ego, um, do what I deliver on the promise of giving me this restaurant and this platform, 
and that has really developed a philosophy of of collaboration yeah and that seems like a similar philosophy to Calintro as well. Um, amongst panel discussion, networking events, internship programs, monthly articles from industry executives, jobs boards. I mean, geez, you guys got a lot on your plate. We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, l- let's start picking them off one by one because um, I've actually attended a couple of your panel discussions. Actually, I believe Glenn was on one long ago about... Uh, the future of restaurant design. Um, what other kind of discussions have you been having recently within the industry? Sure. Well, last week we actually did one on social media. And what we try to do is bring talent in that aren't currently accessible to the restaurant industry. Yeah. Um, Such as who? Do you mean like people that work for Twitter or for Foursquare and that kind of? Exactly. So. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the panelists right now, but one of them was Adam Wallace, who's the director of marketing for the Roger Smith Hotel. And it's a hotel on Lexington and I believe 47th. And what they're doing so well is using Twitter and Facebook and a blog to really promote the hotel. And it's a hotel that I didn't really know too much about until I sort of, we started researching social media more. So... Again, you know, we're just trying to bring people to the forefront whose voice isn't as strong as some other people's in the industry, but really show what they're doing creatively, how they're, you know, uniquely marketing their restaurant or their hotel, um, and giving them a chance to speak. Yeah. Uh, what other kind of social media uh, examples do you have? Do you, is there anyone at the forefront that you think people should look at and, you know, create a canon of? Because I know, like, Chris Cosentino on Twitter is... 50,000 followers strong and people like hang on his every word and he posts pictures of, you know, each dish while he's plating in the kitchen. Hmm. I think the key is in social media is just connecting with your customers. So just making sure your voice is heard, but you're not just, you know, saying whatever's on your mind. You're talking to people and engaging them in what you find to be interesting. Yeah, and responding back and forth. So there's an open dialogue. Um, You also have networking events. Uh, I've been to, I think, a cocktail series of yours. What other kind of networking events have you been conjuring up? Um, well, the the two type of main events are the panel events, where we do have a cocktail portion of the evening before the lecture begins, and then the cocktail series. Um, what we've learned from attendees at these events is they really leave with, you know, new business cards and new information. They either find new contacts, you know, that can help advance their career or new potential clients. Yeah. So how do you actually become a member of Calintro? Is it open to the public? It's open to the public. Um, you just go to Cullentro.com. Um, starting in January, we, we, are, we will have a tiered membership program, which we're very excited about. But for now, it's still free to join. I said, hurry up. Cullentro.com. <laughs> C-U-L-I-N-T-R-O. Yeah, sometimes it's easier to spell it out. Um, internship programs with chefs. Uh, actually, a friend of mine, yours, Calintro's, uh, King Fajanakong, I know, was a part of your intern externship program for a while, too. But yeah. what other chefs and restaurants have you placed people in? Yes, we work with uh, John Frazier of Dovetail. Um, we work with Brad Farmery of Public and Double Crown. Um, Both have been on Heritage Radio Network. Actually, I had Brad and Adam, um, his brother of Avroco, on to do a show about family business a while back. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we work with um, all the Dynex group 
chefs as well. And, you know, we're developing relationships with culinary schools. We have a relationship with Johnson and Wales where we visit the school and interview um, about 10 to 15 students and place the top five students in these kitchens. So we work also very closely with Michael Escanis for those students who are interested in baking and pastry. Uh, that's Le Bernadin for those that don't know and quite elite, quite elite. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, it, it's a program that has, you know, been taken a while to develop because we need to find those ultra highly qualified candidates for these kitchens. And, you know, they're, they're harder. It's, they're hard to find. Oh yeah. You know? So in a sense, uh, it's almost like headhunting, but not with that, which I, I hate that term. It sounds like, not derogatory, but it sounds a little harsh, headhunting. Yeah. Um, but you guys are literally looking around to place people in their, you know, the best restaurants that you can find. And likewise, getting people for restaurants that are suited for those positions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think before Colintro, there was really no filtering system for cooks and culinary students to get their foot in the door at these restaurants they would just call and yeah. email and now you know because of us we're able to you know facilitate these introductions yeah. so it was like craigslist and you know a chef would post something up and get you know fifty thousand right. uh, <laughs> emails a day so you guys are like you said the filter the the, the sound mind What's so, ama- it's it's really amazing that when you look at the job posting and and it's posted, how how often is it is it updated? Every Wednesday. Every one, I mean, you get the the email and you look at it and you look at the groups that are represented there. Yeah. and it's it's amazing restaurateurs and chefs and and restaurants that are looking for people. And I mean, that's the strength of the organization. It's uh, there. There's so many different. It's it's so diverse, but it's really um, a, a lot of the the cream of the, the yeah. crop. I mean, even just looking at the board of advisors that you have, you know, obviously, Glenn. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, Avroco, um, another restaurant design firm, James, a.k.a. Jim Meehan of PDT, Josh Ozersky, Stephen Hall of Hall um, PR, um, Mark Murphy of Landmark, uh, Michael Romano of Union Square Cafe, Danny Myers Group, um, Tracy Neoparan of Myriad Group. And, I mean, there's so many more. There were people that I didn't even know and you know, are, are quite, uh, you know, important people. And it was just amazing to see that you've curated such a collection of um, not just smart, but kind of uh, suited people to help. Uh, and this is more for a younger generation than it is for, you know, people that have established themselves in restaurants. Or are you doing it for both young, old, middle? We're, we're really trying to do it for both and create a community that anybody of any age can feel like they can join and be a part of um it's it's a place for established restaurant professionals to feel like they can mentor and still come together and be with their colleagues and it's also a place for the younger generation to feel like they can connect with mentors yeah and glenn have you found a lot of interns through their job boards or through networking events or just great new contacts uh great new contacts I feel as if I'm part of a community, a broader community, than I would have felt if I was just in the design field. Uh, the answer to the question about if I found interns, I haven't, but we're evolving that portion of, of the uh, the job board, the job opportunities, and we talk about that at board meetings. And yeah, and what aspect are you trying to evolve at the moment? I, I, I think also our partnerships and figuring out how to create more programs 
for the Colentro members. I one of the introductions that has been so valuable to us was through Glenn, and he introduced us to the senior managing editor of Hospitality Design Magazine, Stacy Shoemaker Rowan. And from that introduction, we started developing a program called um, Behind the Minds of Restaurant Design. Yeah, and essentially, Stacy interviews she does a Q&A with an architect or designer each month and they're featured on the Cullentro website and they're also featured on the hospitality design website and it's just generated a lot of traffic to both websites and then from there we sort of call out some of the the architects and do a panel event with them in the summer called the Future of Restaurant Design. Um, we have plans in the future to create sort of a larger institute sort of based on this idea. So sort of those plans will be unveiled later. Yeah, yeah no, I love the idea of the Behind the Mind series that it isn't necessarily have to conform to, you know, restaurant design, but it can go uh, amongst so many different cross-curricular genres, you know, behind the mind of not just a chef, but, you know, of a distributor, of a purveyor, of a endless, endless possibilities. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to take a quick little break here. See, I told you guys that time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. We'll see you in a couple minutes. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, and this is the food scene today with the lovely ladies of Calintro and Glenn Coben of Glenn and Company. And we were just priorly talking about, um, you know, this idea of behind the minds uh, series from, you know, so many different genres within the food industry. But I want to get behind the minds of Alina and Stephanie as to how Calintro even you know, started, how it hatched, where was the seed planted? Um, I think the seed was planted when Alina and I first met each other, uh, which is about four years ago at this point. And we were both, you know, girls in our late 20s in New York, trying to find our way. (laughs) (laughs) And we both worked in the food world in different aspects, um, realizing that we we wanted to keep going, but we didn't know where to go or what, where to, even find more information. So we figured we'd start an organization that really brought together and unified the restaurant industry. 
under this one website. Um, we looked at MediaBistro.com and saw what they did for the advertising and media world and thought, well, why can't we do that for the restaurant world? Yeah, it always seemed like there's just been rags and complaint boards about restaurants and, you know, like blogs about what I ate for lunch, but not necessarily something aggregate and, you know, something that accumulated and help people actually progress in their career. So that that's a wonderful thing. Um, so you started this four years ago. Um, how, what kind of form was it initially and how did it come to shape? Um, it really is just between me and Alina and we kind of went back and forth for a year to figure out where we could go with this idea. Um, took us an, about another year to come up with the full business plan and the website launched February of 2009. Yeah, so it was the first part networking events cocktail series was the first part panel discussions was it uh you know partnerships well stephanie definitely sort of had more of the skeleton outline of the business because she worked for cosmetics executive women for a few years um so she understood understood how these organizations worked but just in a different industry so her foresight was really there. And, and I think that when you first start a company, you can't lose your branding or understand what your message is. And I think with, you know, the restaurant industry, there's just so many different programs that we can offer, but um, we've been really trying to stick to the core message of it's all about bringing together our membership. So we were really focusing on just how to create a website where people could come together and programs such as our networking events and the networking event was the first event that we threw was just bringing people together and hearing what they wanted. Yeah. So just a soapbox, a sounding board. Exactly. Like we're not going to build anything until we know what people want. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not field of dreams. No. (laughs) Um, And Glenn, you said that you had heard buzz about Calintro on websites or through the industry. Do you remember that first instance of hearing their name? I heard the name, and it was Stephen Hall that that introduced me to it. And he said, "There's a networking event tonight." Stephanie, from uh, who used to work for me, has started this organization with Alina, and you should come along. And I unfortunately couldn't make the 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 event, but I spoke to Stephen, and then and then I I spoke to Stephanie and Alina. We got together. We got together at a Starbucks, and <laughs> and the vision was just so clear. Uh, that that it was an organization that I wanted to get involved with because if you start thinking about it and you start thinking about the people that they were going to assemble or, or had assembled, you think, where can I get this information? And, and, and across the board information from someone with the New York uh, State Restaurant Association. Is that, who uh, are, Andrew Riggi? Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew yeah. People who are going through, the, it's a, a very typical battle in opening up a restaurant. It's a it's an amazing process, but if there's a clearinghouse of information, how do I get a liquor license? How long does that process take? What about tip pooling? You know, all different yeah. issues that, not as a designer or as an architect, but as somebody who's who is asked for an opinion about, hey, should I open up this restaurant? <laughs> I send clients and prospective clients to this organization and um, it becomes a clearinghouse for them to yeah, be able to ask it's, questions. It's amazing one-stop shopping. Right. But it's true. I mean, since you do work in the industry and I'm sure you often get asked by clients, um, I mean, you've done renovations for Del Posto, Esca. Um, we were talking before that you had done some work uh, for the stage jelly, which never actually materialized and Starbucks at Mohegan Suns, but 
you were surrounded by people in restaurants trying to open up restaurants and don't necessarily know the other roles that people play. And this is a place to go and find that information, which is... And it's a pretty unbiased place to go as well. I mean, you're, you're, not selling, you're not being sold a product. You're not being sold a piece of equipment. You're not being sold a package of anything. It, you're getting an honest approach to, hey, we've gone through this process, or here's somebody who has gone through this process. We, we believe they can help. Yeah, so sound mind and sometimes shoulder to cry on, I'm sure. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then, Alina, uh, we, we were just chatting quickly during the break about... Uh, the idea of internships and staging, and um, it actually came out of our, our mutual friend, uh, Heather Spearling, who used to work for Star Chefs, um, was, you know, amongst this crowd of amazing chefs and innovators and that you two got to talking. And what was the initial idea uh, for the stage program? Right. Well, S- Stephanie and I already came up with the business and we were moving forward and just sort of brainstorming ideas about how to reach out to chefs and create something unique that, you know, could help them, but isn't currently offered. And um, Heather, Heather suggested the idea of the stage program. And so that's kind of where it all, all came from. And it's, it's been a great facilitator to introduce ourselves to chefs, to, you know, hear what they need. Um, and as soon as, you know, we, we meet a student that is interested in working with them, we just send them their way. Um, and currently we're the only organization that does this. Yeah, and you were saying one of your first participants was Grant Ackett's of Alinea. So, yes. I mean, you're not getting much better than that in the u.s no and and he's he's been such a supporter i mean obviously you know we haven't been able to send him um too many students because we just really tried to vet out everybody because he's so popular obviously yeah um but he's extremely supportive always wants to hear how we're doing um so so it's great we get support from pretty much everybody yeah well it's interesting to think about vetting out and filtering. Do you actually get a lot of applicants or people coming into Calintro that just aren't qualified enough to uh, be put into that internship stage program? And if so, what do you tell them and where do you direct them? Absolutely. So if, if they haven't um, received proper recommendations or if we don't feel they've had the proper kitchen experience or if they're just too young right now to be in a kitchen, we really try to facilitate an introduction into a smaller kitchen, maybe a more forgiving kitchen, just so that they can gain the experience. The last thing we want to do is burn them out yeah. or dissuade them from entering the restaurant industry because they had a really tough experience the first time yeah it, it, i mean even thinking 10 years ago when i was cooking in kitchens i only wish somebody like that was there to uh say you might want to pull back a little bit you might not want to blow out both your knees you might not want to work 100 hours a week i mean that still happens but at the same time like i said there's a sound mind actually uh, telling you like it is which right. is unbelievable and you know from where you are now are you hoping to not just grow, like you said, into possible institute, um, but add different dimensions of Calentro? Yes, and I think that's something that we turn to our board of advisors for. Um, you asked the question, you know, what, were, what was one of the first things that we were looking to build with Calentro? And Stephanie and I know also that, you know, being in our you know late 20s that we don't know everything about the restaurant industry, so what we, what we want to do is surround ourselves with people who know the restaurant industry. Yeah. And and build programs based on their leadership and their direction. And so 
interestingly enough, Cullen showed to us one of our biggest assets and one of the most attractive parts of the organization is this board. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, Glenn, you must agree that part of the attraction back is their humble humility, too, that, that <laughs> they don't know everything and that they've called in great people and great minds alike to help them direct uh, the greater good that is Calentro. Um, opportunities like this to spread the gospel, spread the word about uh, what Stephanie and Alina have done and are doing is 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 amazing. And just to sit in this uh, twice a year to sit with this group of people, the the board of advisors is just a it's a real treat. And uh, I think we keep it to two hours, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not enough time. Yeah, when everybody starts talking, yeah, it's pretty cool. Excellent and. Of those meetings, have there been any gems, any great mantras, uh, great lines that have occurred that have kind of then been instilled in Calentro? Off the top of my head, there's not a line that comes to mind, but there's moments when I'm sitting there and Stephanie and I will be taking notes and there's, we never have to inject sort of um, um, a question. They just really respect each other's time and what they have to say and the conversation flows so naturally that there are moments when I just think god I'm so lucky to be sitting here and I can't believe these people are here to support our idea and I think that that that's one of our biggest moments of just pride sometimes is just sitting in that board and just feeling like you know these people are just there to throw ideas around yeah and are I mean, Stephanie, are you guys looking for more board members, um, more genres of the food industry? And if so, who are you trying to bring in? You know, voice it right now. Maybe they're listening. (laughs) Well, I think at this point, we're we're in a pretty good position. We have representatives from all fields within the restaurant industry. Of course, when we meet people, if they inspire us in a way that we, you know, never, never thought, um, we're open to bringing on new people but we like to keep it a small intimate group yeah i I know a radio station that might you know want to join in on some of these (laughs) discussions there's a lot of people here at heritage that have great and wonderful opinions (laughs) we have no doubt yeah no i'm completely excluding myself though no (laughs) totally booked out um but it's a very it's more awe-inspiring than you think to go to what you here as just a networking event a lot of the times in the past when i've gone to you know soirees where they say these people will be here these cocktails would be served you end up drinking talking about bullshit and then nothing occurs things happen here um and to see it's the meteoric rise of calintro i mean it's crazy to see in the past even two years how you guys have you know come from this small humble uh, uh you know panel discussion to a much bigger forum and constantly expanding is very very awesome so you guys deserve all the praise in the world for thank doing you well. <laughs> now um of restaurants of chefs i mean you mentioned some pretty lauded people from dynex which is daniel balloud to john frazier of dovetail what other restaurants are you really excited to be working with right now or companies well I think we also, we were very excited when um, Bloomberg actually came to us and, or the... New York Small Business Solutions. Solutions. That sort of a department within Bloomberg. And they were looking to help 
they wanted our help in staffing Italy. So they were working exclusively with us on the staffing. That's pretty awesome. And yeah. and it was great, you know, for us to reach back to them and say, are we helping you? You know, are our services working? And they said yes, and we found them operators, and, we you know, we found them, you know, Controllers. Oh, uh, uh, controllers. Yeah. Sorry, controllers. And that's just, you know, what ultimately what we want to hear. Yeah. And if you haven't been to Italy and to the belly of the beast, uh, <laughs> the fact that you guys got people to run that thing because it could have been chaos and it's run extremely well is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And other big projects uh, coming up that you're trying to either staff or collaborate in? No, Italy's enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, Italy is quite a scene. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing place. And constantly expanding, too. I mean, I, I hear they're opening up a beer garden on top, and they're doing this. Yeah. They're doing... It's, it's a spectacle to behold. Right. So, it really works. Like, the placement of people... Uh, I mean, I don't even know what a controller does or a controller does. Right. Yeah. I, I, before... I mean, before Collinger la- launched its job board, there was only Craigslist. So it, it's easy now to find better talent because it's already weeded out some recreational yeah. applicants. Yeah, and more distinct talent, too. Not, right. you know, just going on there and saying, I need a cook. Like, you can actually tell people what kind of cooks you have available and what skill sets and where they have come from. I mean, is there a specific way you kind of index uh, applicants coming into Calentro? Not specifically. I mean, I think if, if a cook comes to us and they said, you know, we're moving here and I want to find a new job, you know, we'll sit with them. We'll get a sense of their personality. And then as other people are looking to hire chefs, the, the, their names will be in our head and we'll be able to determine if the fit is right. Network with these two. <laughs> Everybody get on to com and get onto it soon too because you guys say that it's converting from free to a tiered membership soon. Correct, in January. Yeah, even if you are an established cook, restaurant tour or you know, thinking of changing your career, um now's the time and or a designer. Or a designer yes. for that matter too. Um or if you're looking to intern with Glenn, you know, he's always looking for <laughs> We are always great. looking for talented people. Yeah. But Now's the time. These are the people. Get on it. I uh, just wanted to thank my guests again. Thank Alina you. Munoz, Stephanie thank Kornblum. You. Uh, Glenn Coben. <laughs> I, I hope this was informative, and I hope you all get some jobs out of this. Uh, you've been listening to The Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Durkel. A shout-out to Cabbage Cheese for sponsoring the show. Our engineer, um, Nat Wiener, our producer, Jack Inslee, Roberta's Pizza, and uh, so much more, but we'll save that for another show. (laughs) Excellent. Have a good one.